Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs, or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about, and today, Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel. Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. I am so excited to be back with another episode of our podcast talking about all things becoming an author. So your journey to becoming an accessible author. I can't wait to dive right in. So let's get started with some introductions. I have four very talented individuals here with me today. Uh, Susan, you wanna kick us off? Sure, hi, I'm Susan McCauley. I'm from North Houston, Texas. And I started writing for fun when I was eight years old. And I didn't realize I wanted to be an author until I was in my 20s, really. And I got a master's degree in screenwriting and playwriting from the University of Southern California and another master's in text and performance at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and King's College in London. Wow. And while I was doing that, I ended up realizing um, I really, really loved fiction. Um, and so I started dabbling in fiction. I had had some, some classes in graduate school. And so over the years I've um, worked, had some short stories done and have one four book series out middle grade, the first in a new middle grade series out, a YA, a picture book, and one adult novella so far. Incredible. Hi, my name is Chelsea Poli, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, I have always known that I wanted to write, and I knew that I wanted to be um, a children's book writer, so I kind of started this journey a few years ago. I actually finished my first book last year, so I'm super excited to get it out there and to have a publishing company um, pick it up. And I'm just really, really proud of this journey so far. Amazing. Hi, my name is Marquita Livingston. I am a new author. Um, first book came out last year. I've always wanted to write. I love writing. That's actually how I escape um, the real world mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and just balance my life and my thoughts. So I do that through writing in hopes that it will help someone else and encourage someone else to, you know, achieve their dreams. Yeah, I love that. Hey, my name's Erin Copeland and I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I am also a new author. My first book came out last year, Welcome to Caregiving, The Things Caregivers Never Talk About, and it debuted in the number two spot on Amazon. And I feel like, unlike the other authors here today, I did not <laughs> ever intend on being an author. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was never on my radar. And it wasn't until I went through the experience with my husband um, when he was diagnosed with liver cancer and had a liver transplant. Um, and actually it was even two years after that, I would tell my story and people were so engaged with the story. And it was such a unique story. That I said, I, I have to to write this, I have to put this out. And I was really called to do it. And um, 
And I did. (laughs) I got it. I got it out there for people. Yeah. Right on. Well, you all kind of already answered a little bit of my first question, which was, have you always been called to the journey of being an author? So I would love for you each to just walk me through that journey. What has that process looked like? What challenges have you faced as as you started writing? Um, Me personally, I would go and sit at one of my favorite restaurants and I would just write for about an hour each time. And then once it was completed, I, of course, typed it up. And then I got with my friend who actually owns a design, um, like publishing little type of company. And they just worked on it and um, got my submission package ready and together. And my next step, again, is to curate probably my social media pages and then reach out to some agents and see what happens and pray. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My process has been a long time in coming because like I said, when I was eight, I started writing um, just short films to kind of entertain myself and my cousins. And I, you know, had the huge old video camera that belonged to my father back then. And then I was writing poetry for extra credit in school. So I just really enjoyed writing. I didn't, I didn't really think about whether I was going to pursue it or not as a kid. And then when I got to college, I was into film and I was acting and I got invited. I met Jeff Goldblum on a movie set and he invited me to go study acting with him in Los Angeles. So initially I went to LA and I studied um, acting for two and a half years. And I wrote while I was there, I wrote a short film that got made. And I was like, you know, I really like this writing, but I don't have, I knew I didn't have enough experience or guidance or training in it. And so that's when I applied to USC for grad school. And I figured, you know, if I, if I want to really do this, I need to get more training. And so I, um, I went to USC. I had my focus was screenwriting and playwriting, but then I had some fiction classes and it was hard. You know, it was hard because that hadn't been my, my focus earlier on. And I still love the visual storytelling aspects, but I found fiction had more freedom in it. Mm. So then as I was, when I was in England, getting my other master's and I was doing the playwriting, but then I started, I was teaching secondary school after I got that master's and I started rereading the, um, some of the kids' books I hadn't read since I was in high school and middle school. And I thought, this is so much fun. I want to have fun. Yeah. (laughs) The idea like kind of planted itself in my head. And so then, you know, over the next few years, I started playing with fiction and I wasn't great at first. I mean, obviously I had to like my first novel, I like laughingly say I threw in the trash can because I was like, (laughs) it was no, uh uh-uh. And then I just kept working and working and working and taking postgraduate classes and writing and reading a lot. And then finally, I think it was in 2014, my first short story got published. Wow. And then it's been a few short stories and then finally the novels. And I just this week sold international rights to my whole Ghost Hunter series. Wow. That's been really exciting. And my agent is taking all my books to the Bologna Book Festival for the Children's Book Festival. Wow. So it's really good. And it's just, it's still, you know, an, an evolving, an evolving journey. Yeah, Absolutely. And my journey was a little more similar to Susan's in that once I started, once I had this brilliant idea, like, I think I need to write a book about this. I would sit around on Sundays and just, you know, type around my husband and be like, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm writing my book. And you go, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. That's, okay, Aaron. Okay. And I did that probably for at least a year and I kept getting stuck. And then I decided to try to write it a different way. And then I got stuck. And then a friend of mine said, hey, it, then COVID came. Mm. And a friend of mine said, I know you're working on your book. I have came across this creative writing course. 
And I signed up for the course. I loved it. I loved the person who ran the course. And then at the end of the three days, she offered a one-on-one mentorship for book writing. And I had no idea. I didn't know there was such a thing as a book coach. I didn't like none of it, but I resonated with her so strongly that I jumped in and hired her. And she's the one that helped me with the rest of the steps and get through that end point and get things in an order that flowed. And so, yeah, I really needed some of that external assistance to help get me through the steps because I wasn't a writer. And originally my book read very much like we did this, we did that. He said this, she said that, which is very boring. So boring. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all read those books. And so um, my book turned into a series of stories that are actually really engaging and really actually funny. People always tell me like, I don't understand. I'm, I have tears coming down my face and then you make me burst out laughing. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was my journey. And for me, because I knew that I always wanted to be an author, um, I started writing poems and I was into music. So I would, you know, write songs and I would sing songs and I would just do things to escape my normal day and whatever I was going through. Um, And then I got into, you know, just writing everything that came to mind. So my imagination just flowed. The hardest part was for me was to stop. I could, I didn't know where to stop. Yeah, like I was, was right. And it actually just kept me calm and made me feel better about myself. Mm. So for me, it brought a sense of peace and it allowed me to achieve my goal in, in being an author. Yeah. Um, so it just pushed me to keep moving forward. No matter what it is that I'm doing, I just just write it down. I keep a daily journal. Love that. Um, I write everything. I dream it. I write it. You know, my imagination just flows and I just let it sink into my books. Yeah. There's something so meaningful about putting pen to paper. I feel like that's kind of not necessarily going away, but it's not as common as it used to be. And I find so much value in just writing things down, even with my to-do list, like writing it out rather than typing. I'm able to bring those things to fruition so much more when I actually put pen to paper. So that definitely resonates with me for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's no secret that the book market is extremely oversaturated and everybody, it seems is, you know, can call themselves an author or claims that they, you know, are, are writing their story or telling a story. What sets you apart in an oversaturated market? For me, and I forgot to mention this, I don't even know how, but I used to be a fifth grade science teacher for 10 years. Oh, wow. And of course, we have <laughs> we have state testing for STAR. And one of the topics um, that they have to be tested on is like, you know, natural resources and fossil fuels and stuff, which is pretty boring. Um, so I would have to make it fun and really creative in the classroom when I would teach it to them. So what I did for my book, which is, that's what it's about, fossil fuels. I would take the three fossil fuels, coal, petroleum, oil, and natural gas, and I turned them into like superheroes. And then that's how I would teach it to where the kids would think of them as a cartoon and characters. So it's more fun. So that's what my book is about and where they're from and the journey to find each fossil fuel. Um, So with that said, so I don't ramble, um, I have not seen a book out there like that yet. And I'm yeah. not just because I wrote it, but I do think my book is pretty awesome. And my family and friends have read it as well. So even though it's a very saturated business, I think that I have a good chance. Yeah. Or I pray I that I do. That. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
and different. That's very different. <laughs> Thank you. And I, and I think you're right. I mean, the, I think the book market overall is very saturated, but different areas too. I mean, like nonfiction versus fiction versus children's fiction. True. It's all in like middle, middle grade picture book. They want those books in their hands. So that can be a real challenge compared to adult fiction where they can sell ebooks and audiobooks online much yeah. easier. So there's a whole nother, another layer yeah. um, to try to get through because like with, with a lot of my books, you have the librarians and the parents who are really the gatekeepers yep. of literature. And like my spooky stories, like the ghost hunters is sort of Goosebumps-esque. But a lot of times kids, like parents, some parents are librarians are like, oh, you can't have horror for kids. And they're like, did you never read Goosebumps? And like, oh, that's horror. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's horror for kids. <laughs> and if it gets the kids reading, what's wrong with it? You know, right. and it's like some schools still don't want to. Most schools are pretty open to it. I mean, so that's, you know, that's a challenge. And for me, I mean, in my opinion, you got to write a great book. You have to write a great book. Um, getting some positive um, trade reviews help because that gets the librarians and teachers attention that, oh, okay, the, the Publishers Weekly or Kirkus thinks this is a good book. Now I'm going to yeah. really look at it. So that, I mean, that's helped some um, and also doing school visits, mm. getting in front of the kids, meeting the fr- kids saying, hey, this is who I am. This is my journey. You can do whatever you put your mind to as well. Yeah, I think it's a it's a for me it's a combination of a lot of that, and it's it's been a little bit of a journey figuring out that I really have to get in front of people, um, with the with the kids' books to yeah. really read them yeah. as opposed to online. Yeah, definitely. And for me, um, <laughs> I mean, what makes me different from other authors, I would say, is I include some of my journey in my mm-hmm. story. Um, So I try to resonate with each individual that may have been through what I've been through. So I make it fun and entertaining, but at the same time, it's heartfelt and I guess, what do I want to say? Um, It's heartfelt and you can kind of understand it because you may have been through it. Yeah. So I try to resonate with each individual person and just make, let them know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, so you know, make it entertaining so you can laugh and you can joke, but at the same time, you'll get the storyline. You'll you'll get to understand how important it is for you to just be you. Yes, I love that. Well said. And that was exactly my message too. Is that I just wanted people to not feel alone mm. um, because what I found out there for caregiver books that were there was very much like you're a caregiver, you're amazing, you're an angel sent from heaven, taking care of all the people. But I didn't feel like that, because Mm -hmm. I was angry about things. I was sad about things. I was terrified. I had no control over anything. And nobody was talking about that. Yeah. And so that's what I put in the book. I put things in the book. That's I talk about the things no one ever talks about. I talked about sex. Because nobody talks <laughs> about that. And yeah. it on your relationships, depending who you're taking care of for the caregiver, for the patient, there's different healing times and healing patterns. I think it, my husband recovered faster than I did wow. because he was healing physically, but I was carrying all of the emotion for us. The weight. Yeah. He had, he had drugs. I did not have drugs. <laughs> so, you know what? I totally he, relate. 
to that. Yep. My husband had major back problems. And once he was off all the pain medicine and fixed, he was fine. And it took me a long time. Yeah. And I just wasn't finding that out there as a resource. And it can be really lonely. Um, yeah. You feel that alone and you don't want to complain and you don't want to whine because people, um, because you're not the sick one. Mm-hmm. Right. And, wow. um, and so I think that's what sets me apart from what's out there already is that I really try to be very vulnerable and very honest about exactly how I'm feeling um, because I know there's other people that feel the same and need to hear it so that they know they're not alone either. Yeah. That's incredible. My next question, what advice would you each share with an aspiring author or your younger self? So, so I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Chelsea. Oh, no, I, I was I was not going to go first again. I'm letting someone else go. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going because I'm just going to say as because I'm facing this hurdle right now. Buy your own ISBN number. Do not use any of the free ones. <laughs> okay, that's, that's my technical advice because there's little hurdles that are coming up because I didn't, I wasn't necessarily presented with a complete picture. I didn't have all of the information. That mm. world of the unknown, unknown when you don't know what we're doing, <laughs> publishing things the first time. So um, get your own ISBN number. Buy it. It's worth it. <laughs> yes, noted. And then then I think um, the other thing is when you're writing, especially when you're just starting out, is there's things you're going to be afraid of. Mm. And my book coach called them the mental monsters. And we each have ones that are Mm. super special to us. I had two big ones. One was, oh, my gosh, what if nobody reads this? And then the second one was, oh, shit, what if people read this? Oh, yeah. And so when you're able to be in that space of knowing they exist and then acknowledging them and hopefully having some kind of support team with you um, to help you talk you down and remind you to eat your snacks, because 90% of the time snacks will fix that. Yep. (laughs) Those are the things I would tell any aspiring author. Good advice. I would say whether you want to be indie or go traditionally published or hybrid, I'd say read a lot of the genre or genres you want to write about. So mm-hmm. you know what's out there. So you know what's not necessarily what's selling because that changes so fast because you got to write right. what you love, not write what you think is going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and take, I mean, I think you need to take some writing classes to make sure your craft is, is, is up to what you want it to be. And even mm-hmm. if you don't read a lot. Yeah. Sure. Read a lot. Definitely. For me, I would say um, don't change for anyone. Mm. Don't change the story. Stick with, you know, the topic that you want in your book. Don't allow anyone to come in and change it for you. Know what you want to write about. You know, be confident in what you're writing about and stick with it. Never give up. I would say don't stop and don't let anyone change it. Great advice. Um, I would definitely say just do it Um, for years. I wanted to write this book and I didn't. And I let everything else around me procrastinate it done. And then you feel accomplished. And then everything else seems to come a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my last question before we wrap up for today. One more thing real quick. Oh, yeah. Get a critique group or an editor or book coach. Oh. So you get outside eyes on your on your work. That's yes. really important. So you're not working in a void. Sorry. 
No, absolutely. I think I think that's true in in a lot of industries too. having that unbiased outside opinion, somebody that's not your friend, not your Mm -hmm. family member to tell you straight up what's going on, what they see, what their feedback is. I I think that's so helpful. So um, one last question before we wrap up for today, I would love to know what sparks your creativity and what's bringing you inspiration these days? I can go first. Um, Music for me, Mm. Um, noise, any type of noise, meditation, music, um, white noise, just music sparks my writing. Um, Things around me, when I have certain conversations with people, that'll spark certain writing ideas. Um, Things that are going on in the world, if I'm watching the news, if I'm listening to a podcast, if I'm, you know, listening to someone on YouTube, that sparks my interest in writing. Um, so I think it's for me, it's just what's going on around me and what I take from it. Yeah. As long as I have actual like peace, meaning TV off, it's quiet. <laughs> and I can think I can be pretty creative. And then yeah. I just kind of like let my imagination completely take over. I see things in a lot of color, love a lot of color. Um, I have a lot of colors surrounding me in my life, in my house. And I just, like I said, I just let it do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get really inspired in that quiet Zen space too. So basically anything that you can do where you can't stop and jot down an idea, I'm really good at coming up with ideas right then. So, (laughs) so if I'm driving, I'm a massage therapist. And so when I'm massaging, I come up with amazing ideas when I'm massaging, but I can't stop and write things down. Um, You know, in the shower, all of those places, I get very creative. So, but it's that, it's that Zen meditative state that I get into that then the ideas come. Yes. As you can see by the cats walking around me, I don't get in a Zen meditative state very easily. (laughs) (laughs) We have three rescue cats and my son has got a snake and frogs and geckos. (laughs) Our house is very lively and I'm 14 year old, but traveling and life. I mean, when my son was three, he wanted to collect and find out what kind of acorn, every kind of acorn he could find. And that, that book isn't published yet, but it made its way into one of my fantasy novels. Mm. And the cat, the black cat that just walked across, Onyx, um, my son was like, can you please work him into a book? So I worked him into the Ghost Hunter series, actually as a ghost cat, and everybody loves him. Mm. Like the reviewers love him, and my editor loves the cat, and the readers are like, oh, I love that cat. So just really lots of different things around me and then I I love to travel and when I can travel I try to like well for the spooky stuff I go on ghost tours and I'll just I'll just find like a little bits of history or something I see will like really grab onto my imagination and and I'll I'll play with the idea and I'll explore it until I find a story or a character that I can work with I love that Nice. Amazing. Well thank you all so much for your time today this was so inspiring to me and I am just so excited to see what this year has in store for each of you with your author journeys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Good meeting everyone.